right back, Charlie. Definitely. Another day, another live stream. People deluded, I'm back again. First things first, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and of course, good night. With it being the midway point of the week, I hope you and your loved ones are in good health, and I hope you're striving towards your personal and private development goals and them things. As usual, smash the like button, Twitch gang, one love as well for you lot tuning in. There obviously is no like button. Um, So yeah, any talking points, questions, etc., get them in. Obviously, shameless plug o'clock, people, before we carry on with anything... Tonight, I'll be watching Man United against Spurs. A draw would be perfect for Arsenal. Anyone that plays against Spurs, I'll always bet on them to win in it. So I'll go with them in it. But yeah, that will be live from, I think it says 8 p.m. So 15 minutes before kickoff, people. So yeah, <clears throat> it is what it is. And I, I can't do a watch along tomorrow, people. Again, I'll keep you lot posted um, of Arsenal's Europa League game. But in the evening, you know, I think I scheduled for 10 p.m. If I get back in time, Oh, I am going to watch the game. Like, I'm literally going to be watching the game. But, um, yeah, I'll do a reaction with that. And as you know, Southampton, Arsenal on the weekend. I'll be doing a watch along with that. Twitch gang, you're looking at... I thought, let me do something quickly. I put all of the World Cup things. I think I'm scheduled to only miss three of the group stage games in the in the World Cup. So, yeah, hello, watch alongs to come from the 20th of November until the 20th of December, in it? So, yeah, big up you lot for tuning in. Obviously, throughout the course of this video, we might as well lightly touch on Arsenal versus PSV tomorrow, which is the group decider. And obviously, you lot's talking points and what's going on in current world. You know, Zhao Felix, rumours won't go away. Edu apparently is in high demand, etc, etc, etc. Had to tap in, hope you're good. I'm good, K, man. Hope you're doing better. Footy chats, appreciate you lot. Good morning, right back at you, uh, G. Manny, appreciate that. I'm there, my guy. Cooling and bowling, man. Good afternoon, DG. Who would have thought that Edu would be pursued by other clubs after the stick he got at the end of the two transfer windows? Neither did I. Like, I could understand why he might be admired and wanted, but it's not like when you hear like Liverpool's Michael previously, Liverpool's Michael Edwards and things like that. I mean, Edu 
has shown he can be part of a project, has shown that he can do some good things in the transfer market. As you said, the way the windows have ended, I'm not too sure. So, yeah, man, it's nice to see that our managers in high demand, players are in high demand, our technical directors in high demand, because it should mean that they're all half decent for Arsenal Football Club people. I don't think he will leave purely because I don't think stuff like with Arteta right now as a gaffer, there's certain luxuries you might not get at other football clubs, people. Um, and there might be, you know, as you said, with the end of the window, maybe other teams, there's a lot more scrutiny. And he's part of a project. He's clearly cool with the Cronkies and things like that. Arsenal are in a unique position in that we've got a young head coach, young technical director, young head of youth development, young under-18s gaffer. So, yeah, it's like we're all collectively building and growing and things like that. Of course, we've got to remember why Edu Sorry has come to love Arsenal because of what he was part of as a player. And now he's from Brazil. It's a short career in football. It's probably an even, well, it's not an even shorter career, but it's a short career as a technical director. So if he gets an opportunity that he can't refuse, same for the players, same for Arteta. I can't begrudge them for doing that if that's what they truly want to do, man. Edu, the South American plug. Now he needs to be, man. Find them Martinelli's, them Danilo's, and anybody else. And obviously, find a couple guys that. Might have potential to be good, but they might not make it at Arsenal. If you can get them for three million, you turn that into 20, you invest that into bringing in players that can improve Arsenal or doing what you need to do. It keeps it, it keeps going because you look at Arsenal, you know, obviously we heard a few we heard a few weeks ago that Arsenal and a number of clubs are trying to do this like the city group thing. We've had links and affiliate links with other clubs, but it makes sense. You can get around work permits, you can get around loans. And obviously, for me, again, Arsenal have money. We have spent money, but we can't go toe-to-toe -to -toe for certain players. Or if we was like, let's just say we put 100 million down for Jude Bellingham and PSG and City and, I don't know, Chelsea are in there as well. They could put 100 million down on the next player for, um, for stuff like that. That's probably, if we got Jude Bellingham for this example, that is the bulk of our, of our budget. So to have any hope, you know, obviously we need to do several practices better. But if we could bring in players, young players that ain't going to make it here. There might be someone that can carve a career in the Prem, but not quite make it here. We got him for a couple of thousand. He sold for a couple of million. You do that, maybe that can be reinvested into the club to give us a bit more extra muscle, really and truly. Because we're doing this youth development thing. By all means, you know, Martinelli, Saka, Smithrow, all of them guys, they're developing. We want them to win trophies and achieve things at Arsenal Football Club. But there might come a time where, like with Hazard or Coutinho, where... No matter how much they might love their current employers, they want to do other things. As long as you get top money, you keep it moving. And also, it's about the players that might not necessarily do that. I believe Lokonga can be a half-decent player for Arsenal. But if he's not, could you turn that 20 into 40? Could you turn Tavares' 8 million into 38? And then we keep it moving, really. Sell on clause, we keep it moving. We invest in players that can take us where we need to go. So, yeah, I think Edu... I don't know what Edu's legacy as a sporting director would be if he left Arsenal tomorrow. At the end of the day, you know, he's been part of a re he's been part of a decent rebuild right now while nothing's been accomplished and he's played his part in it. He's been part of a whole collective unit that has won a community shield and an FA Cup, but I just think, you know, Arteta's got a bigger league legacy if he leaves. But yeah, man, Edu's doing what he needs to do. So yeah, hopefully he can develop these relations, he can stay at the club and he can prove why that why these guys, these clubs, or whoever might might want to might want to bring him? Really, Edu leaving thoughts. Let's call it that. So yeah, I don't really know, man. Still needs to know how to sell one. Boy, 
yeah, he's gotten better as time goes on, but still, at, still, I think he's still not at Edwards' level, showing good enough signs, though I hear that. DJ, I do not believe that many teams are after Edu, and I've actually had more pull than Arsenal. Maybe Madrid when Papa Perez leaves, but that's a few years to go. I can't lie, the way, big up Edu, but I, you're not getting a Madrid job at this moment in time. By all means, I would love for you to get it, because everyone, I want everyone to do as well as they could. But yeah, man, if you can't bring in a centre mid at the latter stages, you know, if you brought in uh, Partey, where it was the, the difference between parties at Partey and our was the release clause. I'm not too sure. Obviously, Madrid didn't get Haaland and Mbappe. Things happen, but I'm not too sure, really. I like what Edu's done. The last couple of windows under him have ended on a mellow note. But if I'm harsh in this results-driven business, I think he showed me in the last three windows that when it gets on top, you can't really pull it out at this moment in time. January, yeah, we got rid of players and stuff, but... We didn't bring in anyone last Jan to give us that boost to qualify for the Champions League. It's deeper than that, but you look at Spurs. You know, they brought in Benteco and Kulisewski, two big reasons as to why they got top four. We did good business this summer, played a pivotal role in getting Jesus, and you can't underestimate what he's brought. He's brought Jesus. Zinchenko was what Arteta wanted, but he got it done. Ben White and Ramsdale were what Arteta wanted, but he got it done. There was a couple of booky names in that regards. But as you saw in the last end in the last in the in the last few weeks, we were scrum well last few days, hours, we're scrambling around for Douglas Louise. Maybe if we'd done that a bit earlier, we might have got our man and things like that. So I'm not too sure. As I said, I'm not blaming one single entity or criticizing everyone because anyone because it's a team collective game. But yeah, I'm not I don't know what to believe. You could be in high demand, you know, top clubs. I don't know what top clubs is because you know, top clubs can be Villarreal. They've won Europa League recently. They're, you know, they're a big Spanish team, excluding the others. But if we look at a harsh one, that's probably not what you're thinking. I very much doubt that it's PSG, it's Real Madrid, it's Barcelona, it's Bayern Munich, it's all of these things. But you never know. Um, Edu's been part of bringing in good players, you know. But what is his legacy? Because half of these players we heard Arteta wanted. Now, again, there's differences, collaboration and that. But you wanted Neto, Arteta wanted Ramsdale. You wanted another centre-back. He wanted Ben White and et cetera, et cetera. So we're in a, you know, he can't claim Martinelli because that was a scouting thing. He did his part. But yeah, I'm not really seeing the manager's mark. What I like with Edu is he's not scared to make tough decisions. Um, you know, he's trying to get the new contract sorted. You know, he's pulling his finger out where the transfers are concerned. So there are, there is some good things Edu has done. The jury's still out of everyone, you know. The players, they start, um, we're warming to them. Arteta, there's a lot of criticisms. There's a lot of praise. Edu... Yeah, man, like you're doing good, but, you know, the show must continue. And, you know, like I said, apparently smash the like button, people. Um, He's trying to build links in, in Brazil, in Holland and all of these things. So, yeah, man, really and truly. I can't lie, if you offered me a more experienced technical director, these Edwards and these sort of guys or the Donnas at PSG that Chelsea want, respectfully to Edu, I'm going to say you can cut, bring this in purely because, people, I think we're in a very unique position where we have... In the large in the large grand scheme of things, Arteta is inexperienced. He's learning on the job. He's learned a hell of a lot on the job, but he is an ex inexperienced gaffer. The same goes for Edu, even though Edu came into his role with a bit more than Arteta because he was doing positions at cause at Brazil and that. So yeah, I think you can't really it's very unique to have an inexperienced technical director and an inexperienced gaffer where Arsenal definitely in my life, and dare I say, one of the biggest turning points in our history, really, in terms of getting us back to where we need to get to. I think if Edu, if Arteta could get more of an experienced man next to him, then maybe a more experienced man with better contacts and things like that, fair play. One thing I like about Edu, though, and I'm not sure our, uh, his, his former gaffer Wenger would like, um, he's, he's not getting into bed with agents, but 
he's getting cool with Mendes and I think Kai Jurukin's his agent. He's getting cool with these super agents somewhat and somewhat utilising it with Fabio Vieira and etc. But, you know, he just has to keep going. So I don't really buy the rumours, but it is what it is, man. It's nice to see. Who knows? It could be a propaganda thing. Who knows? What are you saying, Jay? I hope you're doing well and safe. I don't know who the right defensive midfielder is, man. I hope PSV's Singare has a, has a poor game against us, but I did like him a few years ago. I remember when Lampard wanted Declan Rice, but they ended up with Havertz and Werner. At least Edu is humble enough to put his wants to the side for a manager unlike Marina for Chelsea. That's true, but I do think in the grand scheme of things, I think Arteta has more control. I think Arteta's got more of a say. I think Arteta will keep it, you know, Edu will get sacked before Arteta. So if not that I want anyone to get sacked, but you get the point really. In, in, in some ways, Edu's role at time might become obsolete or someone else might upgrade on that really and truly. So, yeah, man, hopefully they keep doing their thing, man. If Luis Campos was available, I wouldn't think twice, not to disrespect Edu, but it is what it is. Exactly that, you know, if them kind of man that have been around there before, because Edu's still learning on the job, I do think he's in an impossible job because where Arteta's concerned, obviously, if results are not doing well, the gaffer asks questions, but if the team's winning, the gaffer can get praised. Now, everyone can see that Obviously, Edu has to help with transfers and that, but we don't see the inner workings. We don't, you know, we see the barbecue pictures and some fans try and crucify him for it, but we don't see him up all night. We don't see the emails. We don't, we're not privy to any of that. So when you can't see, you don't know really and truly. It's like when play, people say footballers are not trying and sometimes that might be true, but you don't know what they're doing in training. They might really be trying and, and things are not happening. So I'm not too sure, really and truly, but it's a good talking point, and I'm appreciate. I'm appreciative of all the diverse sets of thinking we've seen in here so far. Smash the like button, people, if you haven't already. Let's upgrade that timestamp as well. Bring up yourself, Marcel. Bless up, DG. If Artet, if Edu, sorry, leaves, they better not look no further than my guy deluded for the job. Cronkay dropped the bag on Edu or DG. He would do better than Edu. I, I don't think I would. I've been experienced still, but I'll take the role and learn on the job like these, man. But yeah, when you lot are telling me we ain't side the centre mid, we keep bidding for Kareem Adinyemi and things like that, they'll be on me, man. I can't lie. So yeah, man. Is where it is. Be appreciative to all of you lot tuned in. If you're on Twitch, don't forget to subscribe with Amazon Prime. People, set your notifications as well because we are watching Man United Spurs this evening. I'll be live 15 minutes before kickoff. It kicks off weird time, but 8.15, so I'll be live at 8, people. I will take it. Let's start with the humble scouting job first, innit? And then see little Ben Naperting, loan manager, scouting thing, and then, and then we'll see where it goes, man. Let's stay humble, man. You know, but on a serious note, if respectfully to Edu, if the Paul Mitchells and Michael Edwards and all of these guys of this world um, were involved, then yeah, I, I would get rid of him in the same way that God forbid, you know, I like Arteta, but if the second coming of Arsene Wenger when he first came to England or the new Pep Guardiola and all of these things became available, then of course it's like on the football field. As good as Gabriel Jesus has been for us since signing, you know. If you could find someone that does what he does several levels above, why wouldn't you want to bring them in, really and truly? It's how you get better, isn't it? But yeah, man, that's all I've really got to say on that before we get into everything else, man. I feel like it's still so early with uh, with the Edu and Arteta partnership. Would like to see it continue at least to the end of the season and potentially one more. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon, man. I think this is just media outlet rumours and the rest of it. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon, me personally. But who am I, in it? I'm just like you lot sitting here with a thought. But it just, he's got stability. His family are cool. You know, he's been part of the, not really the trenches, really, but you know, there was been some dark times at Arsenal. We're not necessarily over it, but it feels like everyone's on the, 
everyone's on the same page sort of thing and why would it why would you want to give that up really so i'm not too sure really he'd have to draw his own conclusions man but yeah with that being said let's start previewing arsenal psv let's get this out of the way now as you know people well as you don't know but i want i've set my well not that they listen to me but i've set arsenal a challenge you need four to six points from this group from this these next two games PSV is the decider, really. PSV are in good form. They're scoring good goals. Typical World Cup year. Cody Gakpo been speaking today about, I uh, spoke with Ten Hag. Then I had an opportunity to go to Southampton or Leeds. He's playing quite well going into going into the World Cup. And he's someone that will probably move on um, from, P from PSV after this campaign. So, he, you know, these are the games where the world's going to be watching. And I think we all have seen for a number of years, the young, still young Xavi Simmons, he's taken to life at PSV like no one's business. They've got Sangare, they've got Till, you know, they've got a couple of a decent sort of players. PSV, I mean, they're Dutch in it. You expect to, them to be a good side. Unfortunately, they've got Ruud van Nistelrooy really and truly. So he's going to want to do it for his United brethren. Obviously, whether we finish first or second in the Europa League group has serious ramifications because you can skip out a game and obviously a calibre of opposition. Barcelona could drop down. There's still a lot of decent teams still in the Champions League that could potentially drop down and things like that. So it's, we need to win. It's a massive test on the boys, on a, on, a, on a fragile squad in terms of depth. The games are coming thick and fast, but this is the reality. This is our must win. There has to be somewhat slight rotation. You'd probably see Turner in goal and things. I wouldn't begrudge Arteta if he went strong and then strong again on the weekend because, as I said, this is the territory we've got to get into. If we get into the Champions League, we've got to be able to deal with games on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, have squad depth to cope with it. But yeah, man, again, you know, I think PSV come into this actually winning 6-1. They score goals. They have been scoring goals. This is the group decider. There's every reason for them to for both teams to be confident, people. They've played 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1. You know, coming into this game as well, people. Um, what is this? Oh, here we are. Sharing my Google Sheet with you, lot notes and that people. Um, obviously, when you look at their last two games, people, they've played a 4-2-3-1, and they've also played 4-3-3. So this is what you expect from a Dutch side per se. Um, in terms of the lineup. I'm tempted to go with Ramsdale just because, you know, you've got one of the most informed players in Europe right now in Gakpo. Turner deserves to start and I wouldn't begrudge him. And whether he starts or not, we, you know, if he does start or whether Ramsdale starts or not, we should have enough to get something out of the game. But if I'm honest with you, I would like to go Ramsdale, Tommy Asu. I would actually like to name the strongest team potentially because if you name the strongest team, you win the game, you pull these guys off. So, you know, if we get three points from this, it's basically done in it in terms of the group. We've done it. We play them at their place. Then you could probably have a bit more, uh, a bit more rotation. Really, both teams are, are are free, really. So it all depends, really. Again, fitness levels. I would like to name the strongest team possible, and I think Arteta will name a stronger team than many of us expect. But if we could, Turner slash Ramsdale. I've gone Ramsdale, Tomiyasu, Holding, Gabriel, Tierney, Partey, Odegaard, and Fabio Vieira. I'd probably not elect for Lukonga if I'm honest with you, but I understand if Partey gets the day off. Um, I would like to go with Martinelli, but. He looked good. You know, he, he was good in our last Premier League game against Leeds, but he is looking a bit gassed out. And for me, when he came off the bench against Glint, he looked a bit gassed out. I know him and Xhaka are probably our two most durable players in the team. Xhaka could play, to be fair with you. It could probably be Xhaka, Odegaard and Fabio Vieira. But even Xhaka has looked leggy at times, really. So I'd probably go Ramsdale, Tomiyasu, Holding, Gabriel, Tierney, um, 
Partey, Odegaard, Fabio Vieira slash Xhaka, where Partey is concerned, one of the two has to play. Saka, Eddie and Ketia, and I would say Martinelli, but Reese Nelson, give him another opportunity to see what he can bring to the table, isn't it, really? Against, you know, there should be a bit a, a bit for it, because you was on loan at Feyenoord. I don't know where they see, smash the like button, people. I don't see where they're at in terms of rivals, but these this should be you, isn't it? If anyone should be up for this game, it should be you playing a, a, a team that's a Dutch rival based on last year. So it is well, it is, people. They come into this indeed decent form, really. They won 4-3 against Feyenoord in September. They lost 3-0 to Camborne. Not quite sure what happened there. As expected, they beat Zurich five goals to one. Against Hermavine, they won a goal to nil. Zurich, they've hit 10 goals. You know, they beat them They beat them 10-1 on aggregate. They won 5-0 in the reverse leg at their place. Um, obviously, it, they warmed up for this game in terrific um, fashion because they won 6-1 against Utrecht. So, they score goals. They play good football. They're probably one of the most informed teams in Europe. I'd say the most informed team probably be, for me, Napoli at the moment. So, we'll have to see. Again, they're second in Holland and with one loss in five games. They're also second in this group. They're going to want to top that. They've got ex-United, Ruud van Nistelrooy. Xavi Simmons looks a baller. Gakpo's getting all the plaudits. It's a tough month coming to an end for us, but it's not done. Can we finish it strongly? Players look physically tired, so you're going to have to probably see some rotation. So, yeah, man, it is, it is what it is in that regards, people. Statistically, PSV have scored 19 goals from corner kick situations this year, 2022. Um, that's one more than they scored in 2020 and 2021 combined. So set piece FC, meet set piece FC. We're going to have to be on job. And that's something we're going to be wary on, uh, have to be wary on. But you can imagine they've been briefed on that. Uh, Cody Gakpo is, has been involved in 16 goals this Eredivisie season, seven assists and nine goals. And is the first player to record 16 plus goals and assists in his first 10 games of a single Eredivisie campaign since his gaffer, Ruud van Nistelrooy, in 99 2000, where he got eight goals and 18 assists. What a, you know, what banter and rivalry aside, it could be a lot worse. You're learning how to score goals in that from Ruud van Nistelrooy and things like that. So we're going to have to be careful. Xavi Simmons, the ex-Barcelona and PSG man's found the home at PSV now. At 19 years of age and 178 days, he has scored eight goals in his first um, in his first 10 Eredivisie games. The only youngster with at least eight goals in his first 10 Eredivisie games is Willy van der Kuljen, who was 17. So these are things to be wary of, really. And again, they're, you know, they're scoring goals really and truly. Between these two players, Javi Simmons got eight goals, three assists. Gakpo's got nine goals and seven assists. Smash the like button, people. So again, to say we have to be wary of this is an understatement, people. It is really much an understatement, but there's no easy games in Europe beyond the obvious. So we're going to have to stand up to be counted really and truly. So there isn't too much more to say on that. Someone needs to take Reese Nelson's keys and change the lock. His finish mate move on. That's not nice. Felix, just another Jesus and Ketia type. We need different. Good day, DG. I think the player we should be watching against PSV should be Sangare. We can watch them all, as I said, man. Got to watch out for Till on set pieces. As I said, they've got Till, they've got Simmons, you know, they've got Sangare. They've got decent players that probably will move on and things like that. PSV have been scoring decent amount of goals. Xavi and Gakpo are my guys, man. I mean, he is looking a bit less Bandulu. I slightly said my lineup already. So, yeah, man, we'll have to see what's going on in that regard. Eddie will be missed, maybe. But, yeah, that's that's how I'd be thinking going into the PSV game. Shout out to the Arsenal women's team because they kick off their Champions League campaign today against Lyon, I believe. So, hopefully, we get off to a win there, man, where everything's concerned. And shout out to our under-21s. After this video, 
probably like three o'clock. I'll drop my uh, post game thoughts on Arsenal's three one victory against Northampton Town. You know, Ethan came off the bench, Miles came off the bench, uh, Koja Juby scored, Nathan scored a fantastic finish. So, yeah, standard procedures where them guys are concerned, people. So, it is what it is, people. So, yeah, man. Well, so you lot saying, I'll be real, we can get their defense and midfield. Well, that's. Psh- we should be, you know, the form we're in, we should, be, we should be believing we can score goals and most importantly, win the game. As I said, if you can get four to six points from these next two games, it's dreamland, really. And it's an important, it's an important end of the season, end of the, the month, sorry, people of October. You know, Southampton's form's on the floor. No wins in five, but St Mary's for us is a bit of a bogey team. We're going to have to do well. Nottingham Forest probably have to do that in an ideal world without Saliba and Jesus. If they take their suspensions, need to get that done. We've got Chelsea early in November and we've got two game, big games against PSV. So everything to play for, really. Nothing's been achieved yet. We've started well. We're doing everything. You know, our two flattest performances of the season have probably been, you know, glint in midweek last week and obviously Leeds and we still won. So we're going to have to grind out results. It's going to be a tough one. Really, you know, this is a rescheduled game as well, obviously, because the last one had to get clipped. So we're going to have to stand up to be counted, really and truly, man. We're going to have to. There's there's no excuses, really. Whoever goes, whatever set of 11 starts the game, make sure the game's finished before any sub comes on. It's as simple as that for me, is what I would be saying. If we do, we secure first place. Amen. What's good, man's there at the carpet tomorrow. Safe travels there, man. Bless up for the best content on YouTube, my guy. You're way too kind. I don't know if I'm worthy of such a claim, but I appreciate that, man. Blessings, K. When leads, when teams play play us, form means little. Just look at Leeds team. We form means little. It should give us confidence going into games because we're playing quite well. But we can't just rest on our laurels. And Mikel Arteta and the players keep banging that drum. We need to be top of all groups, EPL and Europa before the World Cup. That would be good, really. If we can get 10 to 12 points from our our, our, our next games where the, the Premier League is concerned, going into the World Cup or better yet, the pause of the Premier League puts us in good stead, don't it? Puts us in very good stead. But you're right, man. We saying, S, it's been a while. Why haven't you been here, mate? Why haven't you been here, mate? Where you been? Seems to be like Tottenham and United will be the most boring game of the season. Probably, but I'm going to be here to watch it with you lot, man. Appreciate you lot on Twitch. What's good, Zims and B? Man said, DJ would do a madness. You would get all the saucy ballers. I mean, the carpet's a lovely pitch. I was at the Palace game last night. Eze's a baller. I mean, all of them are ballers. Eze was saucing. Zaha was turning on the, the style. Um, Elise did okay. And man to a man, they bust case from a buki little, little penalty shout with Mark Gurhey. Wolves, I don't know. I was only watching the second half of that game purely because we've got Wolves to come next month away from home. Um, and they'll probably have a new gaffer, so probably look a lot different by the time we play them. But, you know, nice to see Patrick Vieira, you know. If, I, I don't support any other Premier League team, but as long as Vieira's at Palace, we're rooting for you. We've got a link up on the best of days. So, shout out to them. That was a good finish. It was good build-up play for the Zaha goal, man. When Zaha turns it on, he's a baller. Like, there was one incident, and you was at the game, so you must know. Like, three, four Wolves players tried to get the ball off him, and he's just doing skillers around them all, man. It's crazy. Pardon me. First half, Palace dominated but got caught on a counter. There you have it. Shout out. See Good morning, guys. Make sure you're coming in and hitting the like button. Amen. Tell them again. So, yeah, man. It is what it is. So, yeah, in relation to PSV, that's all they've got to say. All I've got to say. Win the game. 
nothing else matters. Or if you can't win, don't lose. I'd I'd want to win at home because away from home could be techie. But yeah, and crucially, top spot. You know, the top spot is all that matters in the Europa League, really. I don't really... I don't listen any European competition, whether it's the Conference League now, the UEFA Cup or Europa League or the Champs, or even the FA Cup in the um, in 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 the domestic campaign. You've got to expect to want to play the best teams in it. So whoever we play, bring it on in it, really and truly. But the quicker you can avoid them, the quicker they can run the risk of maybe getting eliminated or being eliminated by someone else. Why not? And again, we've already got a convict congested fixture calendar list, anyways, and unprecedented times with the the Premier League post World Cup. Why invent what? And you can see the physical test is having on our players to a degree, despite winning. Why make it harder? You know, easy win the game, win the two games, you finish top, confirm top. You probably have a day off under Mikel Arteta. If not, there's an extra, there's an extra game week unnecessarily against a top team and Europa League, where I want to see us get to the final. Of course, could be shunned. Don't make it harder than it needs to be. That was Zaha's one of three games a season where he turns up. That's a bit harsh. That's a bit harsh, man. Every every game Zaha plays like the second half, I just wish Arteta and Eddie brought him. Our last chance for Zaha was probably the M rating and we went for Pepe. It didn't bang. Have you seen a close-up footage of Salah's goal where it appeared the ball hit his hand as he turned? No, nah, I didn't, man. And to be fair, it don't affect Arsenal. City going to have to deal with that really and truly, innit? But no, nah, I haven't seen that. It didn't look like it hit his hand first time. It just looked like Cancelo got torn a new one. He got ripped. 200 of you locked in on YouTube, people. Unfortunately, we're still not even at 100 likes. Come on, you lot violating, man. Twitch gang, you lot are amazing, as you lot already know. So, yeah, man. It is what it is. Any talking points, get them in. That's because of the camera angle. I don't know, man, because you see with these camera angle things in in the Prem, it can bandulu you. Like, you can, how many times have we all, and I've definitely been here with you lot on my watch long, but how many times have we watched something convinced it's not a penalty or it is, and then... There's just bare different angles. Graphics are being pulled and all things are happening. It confuses your mind, really and truly. I don't know, man. For me, I give up with VAR. I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist on the best of days, but I don't believe they ever want equality or consistency because it's a, it's it's one less talking point in the Premier League. Premier League, obviously, the money that these lot can pour at buying players, obviously... Do you believe it's competitive if City run away with it? But competitiveness um, and, and obviously the TV rights it brings in. And you've got the talking points. As I keep saying every day, there's some new referee. One ref comes out. He might be on TV and say it was a, the he'll say the opposite to the decision that was given. So one of these same referees will come out and do a little article somewhere and say, well, it was. We'll see the same thing happen in two separate Premier League games. Literally the same incident with two outcomes in it. So I've given up, you know, any decision that favours Arsenal, okay, if it goes against us, we can, we can, we can, pardon my language, bitch about it, we can be aggrieved by it. But I like to focus on if we do, don't win a game, for example, and that affects it, what else could we have done, really? Because the way I look at the Premier League refs, it's like Sunday League, you know, when I used to play against Boardwalk Farm, when I left them, you knew Clasford was cheating all the time. Big up Clasford, you just had to win the game sort of thing. Um, so who knows, really and truly, man? It's all long now, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know. What I do think is quite shocking that people can't criticize refs, and you've got this, you know, all the money and riches, whether it's TV rights, sponsorships, match going tickets, merchandise, you know, fans from abroad, and what's going on there, you know, tours, all the package that is the Premier League, and all of these things that go into what makes the Premier League. You could describe it as world class, world class entertainment package. You've got mediocre referees. 
Because if a player makes a mistake, he's getting dropped. If a manager makes too many mistakes, he might get sacked. If an owner's not doing things, clubs get, I mean, fans get vexed. Refs don't get real criticism, in my opinion. You're literally not allowed to criticise the refs to a certain degree or you face the run of the, 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 the wrath of getting fines and the rest of that nonsense, really. So, yeah, man, there's a reason, like Wenger said a couple of years ago, no English referees went to whatever tournament and there's a reason there's hardly any. I don't know how you fix it. Do you get the foreigners into this? Because VAR's messed, you know, we've seen in the Champions League, VAR still ain't making no sense. But the way it's done in foreign leagues or foreign competition, it seems to work a bit better in how they implement it. So do you bring foreigners, in, foreign referees in, like how you had to bring foreign managers in to win stuff? You know, I still think an English manager ain't won the Prem. So I don't know if they'll ever go for that really and truly, but... Yeah, I don't think it will ever change because they like they like these bukey decisions, man. Referees, refs in England will never be good. Never be good. Never be consistent. Because uh, to a degree, let's be real as well. To be fair, we're always gonna we're always gonna get onto the refs. Even on the best of days, we're always gonna get onto the refs. We've come a long way from a certain referee shambolic performance when we lost our invincible record away at Old Trafford. Shambolic decision. We've come a long way from that, but yeah, nonetheless, that's 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 what I feel really and truly. It will never change, man. That's just the way it is. Do you think Gakpo would be a good signing? I like his game, and he's still young, so Arteta might want him, and he can play up front slash wing. Would be huge for us. I am warming up a bit more to him. He looks a bit bandulu. I need to know if this is you now, like you've gone up a level or if this is a purple patch in a World Cup year. But we could probably do a lot a lot worse, really. What do you think about Premier League proven players? In my opinion, unless the player is quality, quality undeniably obvious, we should be spending the big bucks on top players from the league. I don't really care if they come from the Premier League or elsewhere. They just have to be the right players. William was Premier League proven. David Luiz as well. How did that work out, really and truly? You know, as obviously, if you can get someone that knows the league on top of being a good footballer, well in, isn't it? But, you know, and it served us with Jesus, with Zinchenko. You can extend that and probably say, you know, Ramsdale and Ben White to a degree. As long as the players are good, we've brought in foreign players that haven't been good. We've brought players that have been at other Premier League teams and haven't been good. You know, Galas, Lasano Diara, you know, come to mind as well. You know, Lasano Diara was done in like six months. It all depends. Just bring the right players in. If you are going to shop abroad, you know, I mean, if you are going to shop anywhere, really, but if you are going to shop in the Prem, you know, there's a tax that comes with it. This is why when we're linked with Zahas and Rafinas and Pedro Netos and Anyone, any little telemans to a degree, you know, whether with the, I feel the club was right or wrong, there's a certain premium that comes with it. You know, it took us a while to get Ramsdale and Ben White over the line, especially Ben White. Brighton were playing hard, boy, and actually, and actually Sheffield United. So as long as you, you're going to put down the, the bread, then fair play, but you know you're going to have to overpay, really. So just get the right players in, man. If players make a mistake, they get dropped. Unless you're missing Odegaard, then you're made captain and get subbed for eight games on the bounce. Get subbed for eight games on the bounce. Bit harsh. If you watch the game, Odegaard could do a lot better, but he's not underwhelming. But there's, in that case, I guess he's an exception to the rule in general. But yeah, I don't know what Odegaard did to you. Allow him, man. He's just enjoying his life, man. 
DG rumour has it Chelsea want to bring in Jonathan David this January. Did Arsenal drop the ball by extending Eddie's contract instead of bringing in David? I don't think the two are interlapped really because David, he looks a good player. He started this season off very well, but he's a bit of hot and cold. Like he had a blistering start to last season to a degree and went kind of quiet. I think Chelsea are bringing him in just to be a squad player. And if he develops, that's him. You know, if they want to swing Broyer to us, then fair play. I'm on that really. I think we could take it for the squad. All depends how much Jonathan David is going to cost, especially in the World Cup year. I'm sure, you know, he would like a couple of these players that are going to World Cups. Jonathan David, Gakpo, probably Telemans, you know, with his contract running down. I'm sure they all want to sort out their futures. But are you going to be in a rush? You know, you keep playing well at club level. You have a decent campaign in the World Cup. You might have other interests, really and truly. And again, is Chelsea the best place for his development? In my opinion, you can't say no to Chelsea. He's played against them in the group. So you've seen what Stamford Bridge is like. London aspect, stronger squad. You're going to get more wages. You're part of a somewhat rebuild. Chelsea do have young players. How often? Aubameyang's not going to be there forever. I don't know where they're at with Broya. You know, that could be a gift and a curse, really and truly. Or he might take an intermediate step. He might say, I don't know, like what? Let me join a West Ham or, 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 or a Southampton or something like that. Show my craft in the Prem and then move to the bigger, bigger sort of clubs, if that makes sense. So I'm not sure, man. I feel Eddie moves a bit nonchalant at times. I don't like it. DG is that Gakpo praise. I have to be fair, man. I have to be fair, man, calling Gibraltar God. Oh, hey, man, Gibraltar God's got us top of the table right now, man. Super Mikhail Teta and Tia. I had to. I don't know how long that's going to last. I'm liking our away form so far. Funny, most of our clean sheets have come away from home because we've got to be a bit more focused at home. In my opinion, we start off blistering well at home and we've been savaging teams. It's not that we're intentionally switching off. I think we get a bit more complacent where when we've had definitely where Palace and Leeds are concerned, when you're kind of up against, second half against Palace to a degree, definitely Leeds, where you're back to a kind of up against it, you know, you have to soldier through and, you know, our fans carry, the big up the away fans as well, but our fans carry them through um, and things like that. Home or away, I just want more clean sheets, really, because I think we're an improved defensive side. Respectfully, I don't think we're a good defensive side. We're better than we used to be. We're an improved side. Don't let overstand that. Don't let that go over your heads. I still think we've got these brain farts, these lapses in concentration, uh, you know, not stopping goals potentially um, further up the field. You look at the build-up to the penalty against Spurs. I look at the Leeds game. I mean, not Leeds, sorry. Leicester this season, there's been a cut. United, every goal's avoidable, but the United goals, not following runners against uh, against against Liverpool with Jota's goal, Jota um, setting up Firmino and obviously Darwin Nunes getting set up by Diaz. So there's a long way to go to def imp defensively improve. And there's been a couple of brain farts from everybody, you know. Gabriel and Saliba have bust case a couple of occasions. Ramsdale the same and not just them, multiple players. So... I think there's many gears we could go up and, you know, we're moving in the right direction. The sat-nav's on, we're going in the right direction, but we're not necessarily there yet, you know. Again, one game that start that, that stands out for me, do you not remember what for the way last year where we made it very difficult for ourselves? I still think there's, we, we've come a very long way. I think our defensive metrics pressing from the front, which Ramsdale's our first attacker, Jesus is our first defender. We've come a long way, but... It takes years to unlearn bad habits and it equally takes, well, I'm exaggerating, but it takes a while to promote good habits. Football's about thinking, you know, getting in position where you need to. Again, I'm not really impressed by mass, mad last-ditch slide tackles and things. Of course, that gasses me. But I'd rather Saliba or Gabriel read 
something before it happens and say, oh, that guy's going to get the ball. Let me get the midfielder to mark him or let me step in front. We win the ball, we keep it moving and it's not a talking point really and truly. So there's many gears we could go up, but yeah, man, we're in the right direction. Hopefully it could continue. But once again, it's only been 10 games, people. We need to keep going, man. Yeah, man, Pepe did not bang at all, man. I feel like Balogun is on the trajectory to be like Jonathan David in a few seasons. A lot of their stats are already comparable. Keep developing, man. Keep developing and doing your thing. I don't think City are a great defensive side. I voice like Atletico and Tottenham that aspire to be great defensive side. But Spurs ain't even a good defensive side. Just because Conte defends first. He plays not to lose versus to win to a degree. Conte wants to win, but you get the point. It's not always about big name players. Some players play well and go unnoticed, like Comrade Lemire. RB Leipzig would be a nice midfield addition. Everybody in there, Nan seems to be onto him, really. So why not? Truth is, with VAR, it's difficult to make stupid decisions on a roll without raising some red flags. The Leeds game exemplifies that. I mean, as long as we get the right things, who cares, man? Real Madrid winning titles and Champions Leagues without Odegaard, they must be gutted. He weren't a main player like that, so it's not irrele it's irrelevant to them, you know. I'm not sure they're going to be gutted this Real Madrid. I'm not quite sure on the point you're trying to prove there. I don't, what has Odegaard did to you? Like, I don't know what Odegaard's done to you. I tell like Odegaard's my chargey. Like, I like Odegaard. I'm not... What's going on there, There's What did he do to you? Did you stand outside the Emirates when the players are leaving and he said, I need to go home? Calm down, man. Like... Real Madrid sold it. Real Madrid sold enough players and how did it work out, really? A lot of it worked out, but other players went elsewhere and did things. That's good for Real Madrid. I'm not a Real Madrid fan, so I don't give a flying monkeys, but we all know it wasn't banging for him. And no matter way, whatever way you look at it, Odegaard's been, a, been one of our better signings in recent years. 30 million quid. You know, a lot of people don't talk... A lot of people waffle about Saliba, Saka, Martinelli's potential, rightly so. People, Even Gabriel Jesus's. But there's a player in Odegaard waiting to come out. I'm not here to say best in the world, best in the Prem, taking on Ree's record and this and that. But there's many gears. I do agree with the point that he could do a lot more. Sometimes he, well, sometimes he does go missing a lot. But boy, I don't quite know what he's done to you there. Why would they be gutted? He bought him at 16 years of age. He didn't bang. They sold him and kept it beefing. Like, all right. Man said, admire the work ethic, bruv. More arrows in your quiffer. Bless. Appreciate that, man. Odegaard. Madrid sold Odegaard and kept Sabah. So is Sabah's better than Odegaard? Who cares, man? Like, I don't know what Odegaard did to Donny, but hopefully, you know, you find that peace in your heart, man. Man acting like Odegaard's my Don. Like. Anywho, moving on, people. Don't forget, people. After, after this, I'm live at well, I'm live at 4.30 to play football manager. Again, I'm trying to deal with the connectivity issues and I'm it's in front of me. It's updating. But um, at 8 o'clock, 8.15 is Man United versus Spurs. And I'm going to be watching that. Even if you can't be there, please hit the like button. It boosts the engagement levels and it puts it right in front of the face of someone more likely to watch it, really. DG, any reason for the time change? What do you mean? Odegaard hate is laughable. Only the duty people can hate on the guy. Nah, football's a game of opinions. You can think Odegaard could do more. He's not good enough, etc., etc. It's down to him to prove you wrong. But like, when it starts to go like you hate the done for the streams, I've just found it easier lately. And the analytics, it says more of you are online the later I do it. So I thought, let me do that, innit? Can Arsenal get Kessier in the summer? Maybe if they want to sign him. Maybe, I mean, sorry, Barcelona want to sell him, but he's just signed for Barcelona, innit? Yeah, I've got FIFA still. Shout out Jason in the cup. So, yeah, man. 
keep your thoughts coming, people, etc., etc. So we see what's going on in terms of current headlines and all these things, people, latest news. Let's slap that there. Where do we start? Where do we start? Where do we start? Let's start from back to front, man. I never do well, right to right to left. I never do that. Pardon me. Don't can't imagine Chelsea fans or anyone that's not even Chelsea could could could, could see anything wrong with that. But apparently Chelsea don't want Kante to join Spurs or Arsenal. Makes sense. I don't think anyone at Arsenal, maybe Spurs, but Arsenal won him. Don't get it twisted. If it was Kante when he first joined Chelsea a couple of years ago or of Leicester, I'm taking him. But you know, he's he can't stay fit. He's out for four months apparently and having surgery. He's on the wrong side of 30. He wants to stay in London. That tells me. He's, he wants to stay with his family and he wants decent wages and, you know, Arsenal tax, you know, we've already given big big players or previously big players or players that could be declining big wages and it's almost taken equally as effort as to bring them in to get them out, as you've seen with Aubameyang and Ozil. He's on a downward curve and for me, with Xhaka 30+, plus, you know, with Partey turning 30+, plus soon based on their contracts, well, 30 moving on and Kante, there's not... So it just doesn't make sense. And with his injury record and ours, it don't really make sense. You know, again, maybe if 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 Tierney and Zinchenko at current and Tommy Asu, if they want new friends in the dressing room, in the physio room, respectfully to all of them, then yeah, it makes sense. But I can't, yeah, man. If Kante somehow got over these injury issues and got back to being the N'Golo, he could be, then why not? But it's a myth. They're discussing the futures of Jorginho as well. He's been linked with every Italian club. Are you really a good centre mid if your Juventus haven't been linked with you? So, yeah, we'll have to see what's going on, people. The original article said regular conversations about the pair, specific for Arsenal and Kante, um, has still been going on at Chelsea. Both of them, Kante 31 and Jorginho 30, are in the last 12, 12 months of their deals. Sources have confirmed to 90 Minute that Chelsea remain willing to discuss new contracts with both Kante and Jorginho, but those higher up at the bridge are divided over whether to hand extensions to the pair. Obviously, they're on sizable wages. Kante has long struggled with injury problems. He has played twice all season and is now out for three months with a hamstring knock, people. So, tells you everything, really and truly. So, I'm not too sure, people. Apparently, Potter's not against either player going. Um, Jorginho has plenty of interest from overseas with Juventus looking for him. Kante's been linked with Arsenal Spurs. The Blues do not want to see Kante end up at either side and are factoring that into private discussions about his future. So we'll have to see how that develops, people. So whatever you make of that, make of that. Man United Spurs later. Uh, what's this? Arsenal given chance to sign player for eight to nine million. Club not putting any resistance in January. This is once again, we've been linked with Ivan Indica, who's been targeted by Juventus and AC Milan. Fair enough. If you want to bring him in, why not really? Because he could leave on the free, but. Is he better than what we have right now? Again, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I might be sitting there saying, bloody hell, why didn't I advocate that? But is he massive levels above Gabriel and Saliba? No. Could he be part of the squad? Yeah, he can play as a left-sided centre-back. I would rather someone like that that's 26, maybe more so 28, 30. Someone that doesn't have to necessarily go through what Gabriel and Saliba, for all their quality, has to go through and learning the tricks and trades of defending. Someone that just gets it already that can be pulled into the squad, really. You know, because we are a bit weak in terms of depth at centre-back. You know, we have got Ben White, who's been playing at right-back. You can throw Tommy Asu there, who plays left-sided centre-back for Japan. You have got Gabriel and Saliba. After that, Holding's a good guy, but it's a significant drop-off when you start relying on Holding or if somehow if Pablo Marie gets another opportunity. Um, so I'm not too sure, people. 
So, yeah, he's been targeted by Bear Clubs. Um, apparently, Juventus and AC Milan made initial overturns about a deal and learned that Frankfurt's initial request was for 10 to 12 million euros. You could do a lot worse. So for that, why not really? And we did try to sign Lissandro Martinez, who can play in midfield, which I ain't seen that for United, or left back, which I ain't seen for United. When he was linked with Arsenal, there was a lot around him playing left back. But when at the time, I don't know about now, when you looked at it, available to transfer uh, on transfer mark the details he played 12 times at left back is it you know yeah Arteta might have wanted him to play Lissandro to play left back for Arsenal but is it naive to imagine he would have played him at centre half because he's played exclusive almost exclusively there that's where he prefers to play that's where the bulk of his career has been played if we were going to scout Lissandro Martinez like United when he was playing for Ajax last year nine times out of ten when you get into the, the, the stadium in Holland you're seeing him play centre half so Clearly, Arteta is open to a left-sided centre-back. And I, I'm a big fan of Gabriel. If there's an opportunity to upgrade on Gabriel, then why not like anyone in the role? But yeah, he's been linked with Milan, Juventus, Roma. He's also apparently Arsenal are also likely to be watching how things develop, given their long-lasting interest in the defender. So we've been linked with him, people, but it, and we played against Frankfurt. But beyond that, it doesn't seem like there's anything tangible linking us to him, people, really and truly. Do you want us to go with our strongest team against PSV? If we could, why not, man? Chelsea trying to snatch Saka by giving him more money. I mean, I can't blame them. I would do the same if I was Chelsea. We just have to hope Saka is calm and wants to stay at the club, really and truly. Javi Simmons, Sangare, Gakpo, watch all next all tomorrow, people, seeing what they're on. I mean, Basuma would have been good, but he's gone now, isn't it? So we definitely can't sign him now. It's no point crying over spilt milk. Arsenal set Nuno Tavares' price tag as left-back impresses at Marseille. Oh, he's done all right. Impre well, he has impressed, to be fair to him. Apparently, what is our asking price? We signed him for 6.8, rising to 8 million. So what is the... I don't even think we should... Unless that one offers us 20 million, I don't think we should be in a rush to sell him, really. You know, let him go out on loan again. Make some peas. I don't mind that, but apparently the reports claim that the Gunners value Tavares at 25.5. That's over three times what they paid for him just over a year ago. I mean, why not? You know, I'll take the profit. Sell on clause on top of that. I'll take the profit. And he was moaning about he wanted a permanent option the other week. So we'll have to see how it develops, people. But on one hand, if someone offers us 20-odd million, I'll take it. But send him on loan again, man. He's developing away from us. Didn't break the bank. Keep it moving. DG, would you call Tomiyasu a young, inexperienced defender and and Dika is the same age. It's all about mentality. Bring him. I would, even though, to, I've said it before, even though Tommy Asu looks about 50, you know, he is still young. He's younger than Ben White. Experience is subjective. From what I've seen with Ndika, he's a bit hot and cold. Bring him. You could do a lot worse. I mean, he's better than holding his left-sided centre-back then, yeah. But I would rather go for a name that, obviously, we all want household names, but I'd rather the scouts just do their job, identify a half-decent centre-back that can do what, what was required. Um, Edu's been drawing a lot of interest, people, depending on what you're looking at. Let's start with the Daily Mail. Arsenal technical director Edu attracting interest from more than two European clubs, but the Brazilian is still 100% focused on his job at the Emirates after the club's strong start to the campaign. He's been here since 2019. He's helped his own way transform the club. I'm not too sure on the club's fortunes because the season isn't done. But yeah, people, let's see. He's believed to be 100% focused on Arsenal from now. Anyone's head can get turned, people. But the 44-year-old, who's got age on his side, you know, Apparently, according to Fabrizio Romano, is attracting interest. What has Fabrizio specifically said? More than two European clubs are showing interest in Arsenal director Edu as he's doing a huge job. It's true that his name has been discussed internally. 
I'm not too sure. Edu only 100% focused on Arsenal project and clubs see him as a key figure. Okay. And he's obviously done his part helping us bring in some players. So fair enough. But I was expecting a lot more people. Same as being said here, really and truly. Two or three clubs actually here in this sentence. And they've been impressed. They've been discussing Edu internally and exploring the possibility of tempting him away from Arsenal. Impressed with his vision, ambition and ideas. Fair enough. And apparently there's been no talks over a move for Edu by any other club and he's not hinted of wanting to leave. So fair enough that put that to bed, in it? There you can see it again, the same all being said there, people. Arsenal are under threat of losing Edu as Fabrizio Romano claims he's become a target for two European clubs. So this journalist, is James Ollins, added their own little spin on it. And there's still a lot of work for Edu to do. He's got to keep showing that he can revitalise the squad. You know, he needs to show that right now, finding a long-term centre-mid replacement for Xhaka finding some centre-mids to help us, you know. Actually, when it's crunch time in the latter stages of the window, like we've seen in the last two, it's kind of ended a bit flat. I would say convincing somewhat the household name players and getting it over the line where Pedro Neto, Premier League footballer, Rafinha, all of these guys, Vlahovic at the time, it hasn't. We haven't got over the line. We did do it with Jesus, but there's still a lot to do, really. So, yeah. And Edu's still got to be able to react in multiple different ways. If we don't get European football again, if we get Europa League, Accordingly, people. So we'll have to see, really. But, you know, based on what Arsenal's doing right now, the players are going to get a bunch of interest. The gaffer Arteta is. And, you know, Edu probably is. But I don't know what's going on there. But, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's anything there beyond that. So, yeah, that's Edu. Juventus now join race to sign 23-year-old Arsenal and Spurs target. Again, this is linking us with Ivor and Dika and actually linking Spurs. I mean, he's 23, free transfer. Could do a lot worse. There's resale value there. Why not, man? Better than holding, respectfully to holding. Why not? Allegedly, Arsenal board big fans of 113 million Arteta target at the Emirates. Apparently, this is in relation to Jao Felix, people. Um, I don't want to get any copyright issues, so let's pause that. Uh, the 22-year-old has made 12 appearances since the campaign got underway, but he's still waiting to find the back of the net. Obviously, he's not really going to thrive in a defensive system. Arsenal have for a long time looked at Jao Felix. I think he, well, I mean, we we were the board were interested in Paquet. We didn't get it done, though. I'm, I'm interested in Ashanti and Kelly Rowland. It don't mean that I'm doing nothing in it, so I don't know. I know he's, I think he's known very well to some of the hierarchy there who are big fans and have been for quite a while. Is that it? Headlines are doing us, isn't it? Or oh, that that was meaty, but yeah, man. Journalist says Gabriel Martinelli is simply not for sale. We know that. Why are we gonna even bother reading that? Um, what's this saying? Arsenal big Arsenal board big fans of 113 million star who's desperate for January move. And we have heard he's instructed his agent George Mendes, same as Fabio Vieira. He, he's been getting quite cozy at Arsenal. I mean, Mendes, you oh, I seen it. The Neto thing didn't bang, so can you get it? Shout out Amari Hutchinson, you know, yesterday had a bad boy performance for Chelsea's youth side, man. Cream always rises. Um, I know some people won't be happy with that, but I'll support Amari Hutchinson for life, man. One of the first youth footballers and many others to let me interview them. So it goes deeper than football. According to Marsa, the Portugal international has asked Mendes to help him leave Atletico in Jan. Really and truly, is that possible? You tell me. In 19, he's made 12 appearances this term, hasn't bagged. Arsenal for a long time looked at Jao Felix. I think he's very well known to some of the hierarchy there. Portuguese speaker too, and I'm sure Cedric can put a good word in, who are big fans and have been for quite a while. Off topic, shout out Cedric, uh, Xhaka, Rob Holden, I believe, and El Nene. They've all been doing their coaching badges. Um, he's 22. He, he's versatile. He can play as a 10, can play up front. 
you you know, you sign him and you sign someone that's like a Giroud, a target man, and, and all the other areas, the squad could take shape. I would take him. He's got potential to be lit, but you've got to put the bread down. And Atletico are going to want something near to what they spent, that £113 million. And I think they're right to ask for that. If you're a club trying to buy him, fair enough if you've got the bread. But Arsenal, does it make sense? You know, he's shown he's shown glimpses of his talent, but he's shown nothing to suggest at this moment in time beyond what we know that it makes anything close to sense to splash top Wonga on him, really. So, yeah, but it doesn't say anything. A bit like the Edu thing, there's nothing tangible there. Like, it, there's nothing about scouting. It's just, who knows? The board might be interested in everyone. Who knows, people, really and truly. Arsenal should swallow pride and finally complete 31.5 midfield, midfield signing for Mikel Arteta. Oh, here we go, Locatelli. There's no pride. The man clearly wants to Juventus. He got taken around the corner, uh, around, the, around the houses and around the corners. It didn't make sense, you know. For what it's worth, I would love Locatelli at Arsenal. He ain't really doing much at, 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 at Juventus, but... They might lose Allegri. Have they even paid such swallow the money that they owe? You know, they bought him for 30-odd million or an obligation to do such. How much would he cost? Because his form doesn't warrant much, even though he was good at Euro 2020. It doesn't make sense, people. And the whole team is struggling. Juventus, eight games, are currently eight in the table, people. Ten points adrift um, in ten matches of Napoli. So it makes sense. Everyone's playing poor. So I'm not too sure, really and truly. I mean, he fits the profile, but... I don't buy it really and truly. And this is just some article, really. We're just going to keep getting linked with silly players. Apparently, the Ghanaian, or better yet, the Ghana FA shut the door on Arsenal Ford and Ketty ahead of the World Cup. I mean, if he wants to play for England, fair enough. But you might end... I hope not, but you might be a one-cap wonder. Respectfully to Eddie, players better than him haven't really had the best of careers for England. Ghana, bro, you could play at a World Cup. You know, like you see with Awobi just playing for Nigeria and doing his thing in the Prem, people leave you alone. And you could be a key part to the squad where you're seeing Inaki Williams, all of these sort of guys. But apparently, you know, this article is saying they can extensively report that the Ghana FA has ended their pursuit of Arsenal striker Eddie Inketio. And you've seen Hudson Odoi, Lamptey, these Selezu, Inaki Williams, all of these guys take up things. You know, I don't, I, unless a miracle happens, I'll be real, I can't see Eddie. Players are not getting called up right now, you know. I like Eddie, he believes in himself. He backed himself to get a new contract and do something at Arsenal, and he's made a role for himself. But I'm not too sure. You could be a real, real player for, for Ghana. But, you know, they shouldn't beg, which I don't think the Ghana NFA is doing. So, yeah, he's he's not committed. You know, he's not ruled it out, this article. And they've not ruled out going, well, they have. But, yeah, I don't even know. Would you go to the World Cup with Ghana if you said, I want to play for Ghana today? I'm not too sure. What else is being said in terms of Arsenal's rumours, people? Arsenal not in danger of losing Saliba and, Sa and Saka. What's this? Show me that. William Saliba, a centre-back, and Saka, a white winger, okay, have emerged as two of the mainstays at the em mainstays at the Emirates uh, Stadium, delivering great performances for Arsenal, blah, blah, blah. Fabrizio Romano has said, Arsenal are optimistic about the contract situation of both Saliba and Saka. Um, I'm told there's nothing concrete with any clubs as of now. It's not the right time. You know, clubs are monitoring Saka, monitoring Martinelli, monitoring Saliba. We're probably monitoring contract situations of other players or other players in general. This is what happens. Juventus, I, Lokonga, McKenny swap doing Jan. Nope, forget it. I mean, McKenny, you're a tough tackler, but nope, Midi, allow it. You're, at this moment in time, for what you bring to the table and your characteristics and Lokonga, you're ahead. You're starting week in, week out. He's not necessarily allow me. Now me, you're a decent player, McKay. You can play right back as well, but nope. 
Arsenal looking to sign Telemans in January, according to this Italian publication, speaking on a Belgium international and a club based in England. Football is international, I'm not too sure. But apparently we'll be looking to complete the signing of Leicester City midfielder Telemans during the winter window. I mean, we can't go for Douglas Louise anymore. We have to pay a premium. Arsenal in fear of losing Saka to Chelsea. Boy, let's see what happens there. Hopefully he does the right thing or Saka. I'm on to you. Arsenal battling with Bayern Munich and United to get Victor Osimhen. Yeah, bloody right, people. Arsenal keen on 120 million euro rated Sergi Milinkovic-Savic. You don't get Champions League. I don't know. I don't think he'll... If you try in Jan, they might play hardball. But Lazio are not in a position to to, to pull any, to hold anyone to ransom. If they don't sell him in the summer of 2024, then, boy, you're not going to get what you want in it. But PSG and Juventus are linked with him. So I have to take a seat. We already know PSG have interest in Saliba, much like AC Milan and the rest of it. Louise did sign a new deal. We've spoken about Jao Felix. We've been linked with Latoro Martinez again. You know, I can't see us spending the bag that will come for Osimhen and Latoro Martinez with Jesus in the team. Doku links. We already know Arsenal are planning talks over a new deal for Granite Xhaka. We saw this yesterday. Arsenal are battling Chelsea for Robert Renan, the young centre-half, doing all right for Corinthians in Brazil right now. And he, ironically, was linked with Wolves. Uh, well, Roma can join the Douglas Louise battle. Arsenal not in the running for Jude Bellingham, people. We ain't got the bread for that. We're targeting Ivan and Dika, allegedly. And once again, you know, well, I'm going back too much in it. Apparently, we're still in the race for, for Cody Gapo, who, where is it? If you look here, Gapo confirms he nearly joined United after 10 hard talks and leaves door open for future transfer. Obviously, you know, you've got your teammate at international level, Depay, and Ruud van Nistelrooy, a former Man United player, you know, gassing up United every week. But he spoke on not going to Southampton and Leeds and being in talks with Ten Hag. He said, I was, and we're going to see what he's about on Thursday, isn't it? I was close to leaving. I spoke to Ten Hag a few times at Manchester United. In the end, the deal didn't go through, which was a shame for me and my development. And because Man United is one of the biggest clubs in the world, which is true, but also for PSV, because to transfer a player to Man United is a good thing for the club. It ended about a week before the end of the transfer window. And in that week, I had to decide if I would go to Leeds or Southampton. In the end, I stayed, but it was a stressful period. He said, I've always said if I stay here at PSV, it's my childhood club. It's not a punishment. I like being here. I want to win trophies here and do my best for the club. But if I got the chance to go to the Premier League or something, of course, I would consider that option. And he's being monitored by Real Madrid, etc., etc. And he's in bliss. The 23 year olds in blistering good form. 14 goals in 20 games for PSV. You play well against Arsenal, few more zeros, and the real winners are PSV, really and truly. Um, so yeah, maybe it's chance. It's a it's a chance to check um, Xavi Simmons and start them Arsenal videos. I mean, what's all of this? I don't even know why I'm reading that. That was something for me. Gilberto Silva is confident Arsenal will keep hold of Martinelli and he's gassed up Hendricks. I can't lie, I think this Hendricks guy is the truth. I know there's bare Brazilians that are the next namers, the next stars, but I think he really is the truth, people. But scrolling all the way down to specifically to what our former midfielder said, being at the club the last couple of years, Martinelli understands how important it is to be at a club, how important the club is for his career and his progress, where everyone has been patient with him and helping him to grow up. And I hope he is very clear about this. Arsenal is a great club for young players. When I was there, I've seen, well, you as a whole reason, Vieira went in it because you could play with, play with Cesc. I've seen players when they reach a certain level at the club and the opportunity for them to stay longer comes, they decide to leave and their career was not the same afterwards. There was a period people used to leave Arsenal and it never used to work out. Then it just was trophies upon trophies. If you go back to the past, you'll see this with a list of players. 
But I think for him now, he has got the support of the manager. He's played in a very good team. He's at a fantastic club. I think Arsenal will not face a challenge in keeping him. Of course, it will not be easy, especially when people start to talk about clubs wanting to take him at this stage. But I think Arsenal will be convinced they can keep him. I'm sure they will. He spoke on Endrick as well, who made his senior debut, the Palmeiras guy, earlier this month, people. Um, and he's being tracked by United, City, Barca, Real Madrid. He probably ends up in Spain. Um, he said, we know the importance in, in football being well-connected to people, clubs, sporting directors, presidents of the club. This is how things happen. But there's big competition to get the best players from the best leagues. For Palmeiras, they're going to receive a lot of calls from many clubs, the best clubs in the world, to try and bring them to them. It's a tough time for a player. Honestly, sometimes there are loads of messages, loads of opportunities, and it can be very difficult to make decisions. It's important for people around him to give him the right advice together with the family to let them make the right decision. Let's see if some if some point Arsenal did manage to bring the player, they'd be getting a very good player, as they would, but we're not involved, in my opinion, in them sort of shouts there. But in relation to the latest news, that's literally all there is, people. So, yeah, make of that what you will. Been airing you lot for a sec, but, yeah. Kante looking for the retire William retirement package. No more Chelsea pensioners, please. Pardon me. Boy, Fulham, West Ham, Palace, if they'll give you the bag. This is the most mature platform I've been in. No insults, just football opinions and suggestions. Respect to you all. Shout out to Chapman. You lot make the platform. We got you lot for extra live streams and videos. Subscribe to me on YouTube. Shout out to Twitch ones. Now I sell him and cut ties. I'd sell him for 25.5. Bring back, bring back Louise, man. I loved him here. Nah, man. Nuno has been picking up flank in France. Was reading about earlier. Apparently, his defensive work is being questioned by French media. You called it. Really? I never knew that. Because fans are telling me I'm getting onto Tavares and all of these sort of things and attacking the player. And it's not that. It's the facts. Tavares can't defend. He needs to come back learning how to defend. You know, he, sp he spoke when he signed for Arsenal. You can go on Arsenal.com if you search back far enough. And he sat there and he did. Think about it logically. If you interview a striker now for your club and he says, yeah, I like to link up, play this and that. And he doesn't say anything about I like to score. I like to score goals. I want to do this. You're going to be like, right, what's going on there? He didn't mention anything. He mentioned shooting with his right foot. So I'm not surprised when he scores with his right foot. One of his strengths is going forward. A bit overrated going forward because, you know, you make the wrong decision, blasting shots over in the last couple of games, and your crossing isn't consistent when you compare it to Tommy Asu, Zinchenko or Tini, who you'll be against. You know, if and if Tavares could learn to think, improve himself defensively, carry the strength of attacking and mould it, he could be a top player. And I'm not going to write anyone off in their early 20s, but for where Arsenal want to go... It might not be the movie for Arsenal, really and truly. So we've got him tied down, like with Balogun to a degree. And Eddie, if these guys develop respectfully, great. If not, thanks for the memories. Cut, keep it moving. And of course, his defensive work's going to be questioned. I'm definitely, and again, I'm being selfish. I don't want to keep waffling about Tavares going forward. That don't impress me in a way, because that's not what you need to improve. Especially when on a couple of occasions, Marseille are playing three at the back. Like... That gives you even less defensive responsibility. Don't get twisted. There have been some games I think he's done okay defensively. But, no, if you go and ask them, random Marseille, man. Oi, raw. Well, go on for Tavares. What do you think of him? They might say good things. They might say bad things. Very few play people are going to mention defending or anything around that. Big up Charlie, man.
That's a lot of bread to put down for a player that so far hasn't lived up to his potential. Do you think Felix is an upgrade on Odegaard? Because that's the position he'll play in if we sign him. Not necessarily an upgrade, but he could play up front, false nine, left, right wing. I think in time he could learn to play thingy in midfield, man. He only wants to cut ties because of a limited game. Big up G1. If he was actually serious, he'd see that he'd see the style of play never suited him. Play. Yeah, I've spoken about the PSV game, but any other opinions are welcome. Can Nunes be Nuno, sorry, be converted into a winger? We did that with Saka. Saka's always been a winger. He just done a job at fullback. And as I used to tell you lot then, Saka weren't great defensively. He just done a shift. Um, you could revert him back into a winger. You know, I know nothing about Nuno, but I, he, I said it from the start of when he signed in. Some of you lot were there. Clearly at 15, 16 years of age, Benfica went to him, yo. You probably have more of a chance cutting out a career in the senior game as a fullback. He did that. And he's still, to, to be fair, he's still learning to play as a defender. He doesn't think first, no matter how defensively first, no matter how much the game develops, you know, keepers being good with the ball at their feet, centre-backs being able to hit cross-field passes, right-backs right being mid centre-mids, you know, every, the new hype now is inverted full-backs now. And soon everybody, full-backs, you've seen it on a couple of occasions, are going to be swapping flanks. You still need to be stopping crosses. You still need to stop 1v1s. You still need to mark. You still need to win your individual battles and do the Tommy Asu thing against Salah. So you could reconvert him there. But are you going to play Nuno? It could, you know, he could go there and have a good career. But right now, are you going to consider Nuno Tavares a genuine wide? If he was still at Arsenal right now, would you consider him a genuine wide option? If Smith Rose fit, you playing in there ahead of him? I'll move Jesus out wide to play Eddie before that. I'd probably put Eddie left wing before Nuno. Because then, now it's not only defensive work rate that's questioned. You need to look at him as an attacker. As I just said, Nuno Tavares in the final third is quite horrible, really. And I'm not trying to attack him. You are quite horrible. You know, if you play 10 part, if you put 10 through balls in or 10 crosses and only two hit the target, it's rubbish, ain't it? You're going to look at him a lot differently. So you could revert him there. At this moment in time, Nuno Tavares is the best when he has no defensive uh, responsibilities. He's cut a couple of his best games for Arsenal. Bandilu against United at home. He played very good there. But he conceded pens and did shaky things. Chelsea did very good at the bridge at the bridge, was still a bit bandooly. So I don't quite think it's the same, but it could run. Maybe not here. Though. I ain't trying to see that, man. Unless you wait, unless you can somehow get Cristiano Ronaldo's number and take some buki drugs or something, and you become some madman out wide, or you speak to Gareth Bell and see how did he go from being a left back to something. I'm not here, I'm not here for it, man. I like Nuno, but I like my club more. And if you don't develop, it's a myth. Simple as. But yeah, man, I'm not really here for nothing else, man. I heard Brewster is switching to Turkey and Ketia needs to find shame and rep his true cut. Brewster is eligible to play for Turkey. That I sure you must be bantering me, man. You must be bantering me. Is he eligible to play for Turkey? Fair enough, he is. Well, that's what Google says. He's eligible to play for right. He's trying to do that column cousin Richards thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do your thing, man. Let me type that in Turkey. I can't see nothing on Google. Oh, he is as well. Fair enough. Do your thing, Brewster, man. Go play some international football. You ain't really doing much since you left Liverpool, but yeah, man, your biggest highlights pros with the Champions League the medal that you didn't take part in, really, but I can't blame that. 
Eddie is never going to make England team dumb decision. I mean, if he backs himself, back himself, man. He has got, you know, a great record at under-21s, but we know, isn't it? Big up you lot. I mean, it's looking like this the beginning of the end for Reese, isn't it? You know, it looks like he needs to go to a new relationship, a new club where that cloud of one of the best Halen talents and all of these things is not over your head. You go elsewhere and stuff like that. But I hope Nelson can cut a role for himself at Arsenal. But it's sink or swim right now, man. I'm sinking kind of. But you never know, man. You never know what happens, you know. Take, Eddie Nketiah found a role for himself and bust himself, you know. But it does feel like Nelson, for me, has got to go somewhere else, develop, and then the world might see the talent. You're right. So, yeah, man. And Ketty are moving mad. Random debate. Who's the best out of Suarez, Benzema, Lewandowski? They're all the best, though, man. Like, man... I do think people sleep on Lewandowski's general play, and I think they have done for years. I'm not going to lie, Benzema's 30 and has been 30 and a bit like... There's a lot of similarities with Rooney and Benzema in that they were, they were both... Well, Benzema, unlike Cesc and Rooney, went from being 18 to still doing it kind of when you're meant to be done at 30. Them lot were kind of rubbed by them sides there. But the, the comparison I'm making with Rooney and Benzema, more so for Benzema, car, there was better players there, but... They both had to adapt to playing with a number of top, top attacking players and Benzema did it. There was a number of years, though, where Benzema's goal-scoring record was a bit rubbed. I'm not going to lie to you. Benzema's got the streets, though, man. He's got the streets, bro. He's got the streets. Benzema got the drip, the streets, man. I'm a big fan of Kareem Skengzema. If he could, you know, if he didn't try and do Valbuena dirty, he'd be a World Cup winner. Well, I don't know, because, you know, would it have worked? Because the system that France did with Giroud and all the techie players worked perfectly. <laughs> But man, sleep on Lewandowski. He should big up Benzema for the Ballon d'Or. He should be a Ballon d'Or winner in his own right as well. He got zanked. It's between Suarez and Benzema for me. Obviously, Suarez did the everything. So I'm going to say Benzema, then Suarez. But Suarez is a part of my language, a, a bastard. I don't advocate hitting anybody. But he will punch his own mother if it meant winning something. Like, he's he's on anything to win. Like, again, we're doing watch-alongs for... for um, the World Cup again, Twitch gang, it's in your it's in your schedule already. You know, I can't wait for Ghana Uruguay. The villain stuff, like he's a villain, and he was saucy as well. Like he went Atletico when he was rubbed by his own st standards and did well. For me, it's between Suarez and Benzema in it, but they could all be for it's a difficult one, man. They're all sick. You could say Lewandowski's first, Benzema's first, Suarez first. Benzema first, Suarez. What well, it's a slash thing, but I'd say for me, if you if you could just give me one to play for my team, Benzema in their prime. Oh, in their prime, I'm chatting because Suarez in his prime. I'm not even thinking about the Liverpool one; he was dirty. I'm thinking about the Barca one, especially MSN as well. Him, Neymar, Messi when they when they won the champs against Juventus. That whole run. A non-racist Luis Suarez first, Benzema second, Lewandowski third. Hey. That's a very good question, man. That's a. I don't think there's a right answer, my boy, my bro. I don't think there is, and that should. I'm gonna cut that up, man. That could make a fantastic video. Benzema, Suarez, or Lava. Have to love the randomness. Big up you lot, man. Don't forget we're watching Man United Spurs later tomorrow, people. I must say later tomorrow, later today. Parking out, parking out. Four thirty, we're playing FM for a piece as well. What else have we got? Respect, Anthony. Hope you're doing well and safe. 
Man said Osimhen and Milinkovic Savage decide his dream chase and go.com chatting, man. Martinelli misses training ahead of PSV calf issue said to be just a knock. Sinchenko still absent, boy. Well, you know, it was bound to happen. It was bound to happen at some point. Where did you see that? Arteta oh, ain't done his press conference yet, has he? So I think, you know what, we'll catch that tomorrow. We'll leave that for tomorrow because I always miss his press conferences. You see, someone calling him a gorilla, that's way too far, man. And they can suck their mum, man. We don't advocate racism or discrimination of anyone, man. I like Xavier Simmons. Eddie, some super late developer, maybe could end up similar to Vardy. Maybe, you know, but I don't know. Where was Harry Kane, Aubameyang and Vardy at 23? No disrespect to them, but yeah, for Arsenal, we need the results now. But for his personal development, he could be lit. But boy, in that time, man could be playing for Ghana. Arsenal don't need Felix. I don't think Felix even knows his best position. Tavares needs to up his defensive game. Otherwise, otherwise we don't need him. Don't forget to like and subscribe, folks. Benfica fans were laughing at us signing him. All that needs to be said, really. If we lose Edu right now, it'd be like losing your co-pilot right after takeoff. We'd be effed, bro. I don't know if we'd be effed. If any player leaves, if the gaffer leaves, if he leaves, I just doom and gloom, but... I'm not being funny, you know, as much as I like Arsenal and I like it, and I think Arteta is a talented manager with scope to be a great. It's not like losing Arsene Wenger in his prime. It's not like a Pep Guardiola's here. Edu, it's not like Michael Edwards or David Dean or any of that. The players, as great as they are, man, seen Thierry Henry and these guys leave. Who are these players? You know, they can be fantastic players in the future. They're quality players right now, but I wouldn't say we'd be effed. You should always have a plan, you know, and I don't know if the club have a plan. You should always have a plan because Edu... Might have, he might say, I've had enough of football. I want to walk away from this and do barbecues all day, you know. So I do agree with you somewhat. But if we ever got into a position where guys that haven't really done nothing in the game like that in their roles now, respectfully, that it's all doom and gloom and we're giving up, we might as well all pack up and go yard, man. We're going to make a profit on Tavares. So who's laughing? Really? I hope so. But with our selling and Edu's selling skills, which is the one sort of mark against his name. I don't know. He needed the loan move. One more year at Marseille and he'll be a star. If he doesn't improve defensively, T can forget about it, man. If it wasn't Kane, who do you think England's number nine would be in four years at the 2026 World Cup? Don't have a clue, man. Whoever, whatever young English striker wants to make a name for themselves, because, well, I don't know if Ivan Tony in the next four years is going to be there. Dominic Calvert-Lewin hype died very quickly. There could have been a certain player. He's been remanded now because he's doing the madman thing and we don't condone that. Not a clue, man. Not a clue, bro. Why are people pressed if Eddie don't want to play for Ghana? He was born in Lewisham. Can play for everyone. So I don't think people are pressed. It's his, it's his decision, man. Out of the young midfielders, who do you truly see succeeding at Arsenal? I personally low-key want... Pattern on Aziz to make it more than others. Not a clue, really, if I'm honest with you. Not a clue. Um, I think Pattern is more likely to make it than Miguel Aziz. But what do I know? I think it's neck and neck there. I just flip pause. I think Aziz, Pattern are a couple of years younger. And I just think he's doing that. Like, he's made more of a name for himself out on loan already in his short time at Blackpool than Aziz done at, at Portsmouth or currently in, in, in Spain, really. But who knows, man? The one that you'd least think to make it, sometimes they always slip through. I think they'll all have decent careers at some level. So it's down to them, man. I don't, I don't have a clue, though. So, 
Yeah, man, that'll be the only thing to tell you, but bro. Let's hope you're doing well and safe. Benzema deserves it. Benzema is my guy, but Suarez in his days levels, man. Where does Aguero fit in there? Very slightly behind them all, you know. Because you lot don't remember, if you, in my early days, I was the biggest Aguero fan and some people made me see the light, man. I remember when Aguero versus Suarez was a thing. What does Ward Prowse have to do to get a big move? He doesn't even feature for England, I feel sorry for him. Say, I want to leave, innit? And not stop, stop signing new deals. Pardon me. What said Martinelli is just under the weather, not a carfish. You get well soon, man. Luis Enrique, Champions League winning manager, man. What more is there to say? Like the way he plays. Yeah, Hakimi's been buki recently, man. The project must go on. Amen. Whether he's all right or not, should it be playing tomorrow? I mean, if he's fit, he needs to be in that squad. And Eddie Barbecue would be live. Trust. So who knows, man? What's this? Let me see what you said on Twitch. Love for that. I've got to scroll up to see what you posted. Let's see what this is saying here. One sec, people. Love for that. Uh, let's see here. Obviously, you lot are talking about Martinelli, Zinchenko, etc. I mean, I don't. I don't even think Zinchenko's back for Southampton. Arsenal dealt huge injury blow ahead of PSV clash as Martinelli misses training. He was absent from Arsenal training due to a knock ahead of the Europa League people. Now, apparently, Charles Watts, as one of you lot just said, that he's under the weather. So, between Tom and Charles, they need to speak to each other, collaborate what, what, what is actually happening. I'm going to wait for Mikel Arteta to, well, today, or well, by the time we go for it tomorrow, see what's being said in the press conference. But he's one of our most in, informed players, so don't mess about people. Uh, Martinelli missed training on Wednesday ahead of the Gunners' next Europa League group stage game against PSV. London understands. We trained for the last time. Uh, London has told Martinelli is nursing a knock to his calf and therefore missed training on Wednesday afternoon. Mikel Arteta will likely be asked about the Brazilian's absence later in his press conference. Zinchenko was also absent from the session at London Coley as the Ukrainian continues to recover from a recurring muscular problem. In the absence of Martinelli, the Arsenal manager will have to use one of his depth options, people. So we'll have to see in that regards what's happening there. If I go on Charles Watts' Twitter page. Where is it? Charles, where are you? I don't know why I don't know. I ain't following. Still. Charles Watts. Let's see what this the legend has said. Well, he's, he, he has said as well to kind of ease your fears people if you have any but apparently scrap that on martinelli word now from arsenal is that he's just feeling a bit under the weather that's why he's sitting out the session should be okay for tomorrow and martinelli's a i have a lot of in a lot of time for martinelli you know my man he's one of them that seems to train is at 9 a.m he's there at 6 30 in it he must really be ill in it so that kind of worries me but at least we don't need to hear any other injuries man maldini kakuri he obviously came off the... Obviously, my report's going to come out after this, people, for our game against uh, Northampton, where our young G's won 3-1. Uh, he came off the bench along with Ethan and Miles. So, yeah, people, he's been training with the first team, allegedly. Martinelli is just feeling a bit under the weather and he should be okay for tomorrow, as it says there. But there's no Zinchenko. So, yeah. Should have one last look at some of these accounts? This is a good account. Or Arsenal News, you wrap together. 
same old really. Tough tackler Maldini is. I mean, we all saw that in the all or nothing doc. So yeah, I don't really don't really know what's being said there, but yeah, that's that in it really and truly. Let's make a short timestamp. One uh Martinelli and sorry folks, and Zinchenko is training. So yeah, timestamps are perfect. Don't forget to check out the playlist as well, people, as well as following on all the other platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music, Twitter, all of these things. Tevez is lit, man. Martinelli and Saka need a rest. I'd rather take a point versus PSV and three over the weekend. Or, you know, you just try and get six points. You can rest them as much as you want. You're playing the biggest team in the group. We rest them and something happens and we don't win. At, we don't win in Holland and we don't win now. We're in second, you know, we're second place in the group. I hear you're not wrong, but boy, man, I have to play the strongest team. Let's say we go into the World Cup break, four to six points clear. What are three realistic targets you think can help us sustain a title challenge or possibly win the lot? No clue, my guy. Even in Jan, I don't know, man. I don't know. I really don't know. Football.London, unknown wafflers. Bit harsh, man. Big up, DG. Edu propaganda is mad. We had Spen, who did great things at Dortmund, but Raul and Edu, Edu forced him out. Luis Campos is the guy. To be fair, Marco, you might be right in that, but wasn't it a thing where he wanted to be a director and for whatever reason that weren't happening, so he kept it moving and he's gone Stuttgart? Where do you think them scum will finish in the league table? Probably top four, unfortunately, but top four is open season. I think the only team you can convincingly say is in the top four is, is City at this moment. You know, Spurs, Arsenal, United, Chelsea should all fancy it. They should all fancy their opponents to drop points and everyone should fancy it against others. All of the teams I said are inconsistent in, in, in general. If we ever rest Martinelli, it has to be Nketiah in his place. Ain't Aiden Nketiah going to be playing anyways, probably. Sangare versus Lukonga tomorrow is not looking good. It's not direct opponents, but yeah, man, hopefully we hopefully Lukonga's all right. If he's not, he's peak, people. But we'll have to see exactly what happens, really and truly. Who knows, though, man. But yeah, people, with it being 90 minutes, I'm going to close this up just because I want to play around with my laptop and try and fix these issues that are plaguing my FM content streams. I'm back at 4.30, people. 4.30 p.m., uh, 8, 8, 8, wait, 4.30, 8 p.m., my next live streams. Yeah, my Man United versus Arsenal after this. It's probably going to be a boring match, but I'd want to watch it with you, man. You think we can beat PSV with a rotated squad? Slight rotation. We're going to have to probably name a somewhat strong team. Even if you can't be there, smash the like button. Set your reminders, people. Don't rely on Twitch and YouTube to notify you. It's been a fantastic live stream with you lot. First things first, the opinions, the comments, the, the, the daily support you lot give me. Sharing just conversational football. Appreciative to you lot on Twitch and YouTube. Make sure you're subscribing on both. Journey to 10,000 on 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 journey to 10,000 on Twitch and um, a journey to uh, 100k on YouTube. Oh, what did I say? Yeah, Man United versus Spurs, man. My bad, my bad. Watch along business. When I said Arsenal, it's, it's, what can I say? I'm too horny to watch Arsenal play football. My bad, my bad. Yeah, Man United versus Spurs today, man. I'm too excited. We're top of the league, man. You can't expect, you can't, you have to forgive me for being excited, man. But on a serious note, man, I'm going to get out of here, man. We've been here for too long. I'm sure you're tired of hearing my voice now. So I'm going to love and leave you lot people. So, yeah, man, with that being said, you lot stay blessed, stay, take care, stay in good health. Hope the week's being kind to you lot and I'll see you lot whenever I see you lot people. One love. <laughs>